What's up, party people? Rob Cruz, Transcending Sport, episode number six. If the nutrition world has a BA, she is it. Brianna Diorio. She's currently director of training and education for Vitamer Laboratories. You're definitely going to need your notebooks for this one as we talk about biochemical individuality, whole foods versus processed foods, best and worst ways to hydrate, soda. Is it bad? Of course it is, but how bad is it? Athlete, lifestyle, diet, and travel, and more. Let's go. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. Welcome to Transcending Sports. I am your host, Rob Cruz. Our guest is Brianna Diorio. She's the Director of Training and Education for Vitamer Laboratories. She's a nutrition guru. I've worked with her on tons of projects um, back in the days. We go far back. And I've been following her on social media and watching her grow and her insight, her truthfulness and honesty. Um, is re- I really appreciate it. Wanted to bring her on the show. Welcome, Brianna. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be on. <laughs> so you're you're you just you're a New Jersey girl, or where, where are you from? I am a Jersey girl, okay. uh, East Coast, um, but I'm now on the West Coast, Best Coast. I can't lie about that. Um, I'm now <laughs> in sunny California, but I always have, as you've seen in some of my posts, you can't really take the Jersey out of me as far as my bluntness goes and keeping it real. So yep. Jersey girl at heart. Okay, that's great. That's great. So. Um, on the nutrition side, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm in player development with, with Complete Game, and I'm working with a lot of athletes, um, a lot of female athletes, athletes that have aspirations to play at the next level. Nutrition, um, obviously, that's a big part of it, how, we've, how, we're, how our athletes are fueling their bodies. I see athletes eating fast food in between games, post-game, night before. Sometimes it's like, that's all they can do because from a time constraint, you don't have much time to prepare their meals. Like what are, what's your thoughts on that? First, first of all, are they killing themselves with the fast food one? And then two, like what, what are some of the, what are some of the options that that they may have out there? Yeah, totally. So it definitely, it's hard, especially with younger athletes, because I mean, I remember, you know, when I played sports growing up as well, your, your metabolism is super high and, you're on the go, so you don't really see the effects of what fast food can do to you because maybe you're not gaining weight, and mm-hmm. um, so you think that it's fine. But the issue is, you know, recovery, especially for an athlete, and if they want to have longevity in the sport, you know, like nowadays we're seeing athletes not just kind of doing, you know, a couple sports, you know, throughout the year. They're pretty much focusing on one sport, and that's their life, and they, you know, eat, breathe, and sleep softball or whatever it is. So from a recovery standpoint, what you're putting into your body is, you know, what you're ultimately rebuilding or tearing down. Um, You know, we have 70 trillion cells in our body and our cells ultimately, and in each of those cells, we have like anywhere from 100 to 1,000 different mitochondria, which is kind of those 
that's what gives fuel to the rest of our cells and our cells ultimately make up tissues and our tissues make up organs. And that's kind of, you know, how we function and how our body moves. So if we're, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard the analogy, if you're putting the wrong fuel in your car, right, um, it's not going to work as efficiently, but it's kind of like the same thing. At, you know, if you, you knew your car needed an oil change and you kind of kept ignoring it, kept ignoring it, you know, what, what, what could have cost you originally $70 to get a small oil change, you know, down the road might cause you to have to get a whole brand new car. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. we only get one body and people don't realize that uh, until a little bit later in life. So I always tell people that, you know, the um, people think that, you know, being healthy just means not, you know, having any diseases. But for me, it's also having, um, you know, freedom of having any of those symptoms. So things like being really sore or maybe, you know, you you messed up your knee and you're not recovering as quickly as you could, or, you know, your shoulder is super inflamed or whatever it is. So we're seeing now the food that we're putting into our body is affecting kind of how we're feeling and kind of the longevity that we can have uh, mm -hmm. in the game. And, you know, the fast food, a lot of the foods, you know, we now know every, 90 cents out of every U S dollar goes to uh, processed food. So we're seeing an increase in sugar, which is directly increasing inflammation in the body. Um, you know, we're seeing these fake fats and these artificial fats that are not found in nature that can actually get caught in our cell membranes and don't allow those real nutrients, the building blocks of, you know, what we need to rebuild and recover uh, from games and training and being on the road and not sleeping as much and all these other things that can actually break down how our body deals with handling with inflammation and recovering and getting back on the field. So I, I think from that point of view, it's, it's really tough. Um, and I, and being on the road again, it, it's tough. It does take a little bit of preparation. Um, and I, I think it kind of, there's always better choices um, to mm -hmm. make, you know, if you're at McDonald's, it's, you know, that's kind of a tough one, but there are, you know, options. You certainly don't have to eat the bun. If you got a burger, you can get a double chicken, you know, uh, sandwich and, you know, make sure that you're not getting any of those added sauces. Try and stay away from anything that's really fried. So French fries, you know, McDonald's has great fries, but not the best for you. Um, <laughs> right. And then even things, I would say, if you can stop at a gas station, you'd be surprised. A lot of gas stations have gotten really good at having different kinds of protein bars, um, which you have to be careful. You definitely have to be label literate and make sure that you're not just eating a candy bar and drag. So really turning the label over and seeing how much sugar they're adding, because sugar is one of uh, one of the real culprits, um, especially for an athlete in recovery. Um, and, you know, definitely making sure that you're keeping your water intake up as well um, and getting, you know, even some pre-made trail mixes and trying to pick out some of the candy pieces. Um, you know, they have a lot of beef jerky and turkey jerkies. Mm -hmm. um, and you can always find, you know, fruit things that are stable, like over, you know, that are good for traveling, like apples and bananas. So it, it takes a little bit of thinking ahead, but it's not as hard, I think, as it used to be. Okay, so let me ask you this. Fatigue. Uh, one of the biggest issues I'm finding at these tournaments where you have like, okay, I, I'm, first of all, I'm, if I have an eight o'clock game, first of all, I, I probably flew in the day before. So I got the, the, the fatigue and the, and the, and I'm tired from the flight. I get to my hotel at probably like nine. There's nothing open. So I grab something to eat real quick. Maybe not, maybe not even something good. I probably get to bed about midnight or later. I got to be at the field by like 6, 30, 7 o'clock a.m. for an 8, 8 a.m. game. That, and that's my first game of the day. So now we're talking about a fatigue factor. And then, okay, now maybe I have a game break. And then I play another one at 12. So I'm out in the sun. I mean, talk to me about fatigue now. Like, what, what, are, what are some food choices I can make either was the night before or in between games, even during the game, 
um, ideas about uh, dealing with fatigue and helping helping athletes to be able to um, overcome fatigue? Yeah, so, I mean, fatigue is something that we're just seeing a rise of in general, especially mm -hmm. because people aren't sleeping as much and, you know, just, um, that's, and that's a stressor on the body. And what people don't realize is that anytime that our body is stressed, whether, you know, we've been traveling all day or we didn't sleep enough or eating poor foods, that's also a stressor on the body. Your body doesn't really know the difference between, you know, these, these good stressors and these bad stressors. So what it does is it will deplete your body of a lot of these, uh, you know, anti-stress kind of nutrients. So a lot of your B vitamins, um, which are really important as well for mm -hmm. dealing with your energy pathways, um, something like vitamin C, which is stored in your adrenal gland, um, which that deals with making energy levels as well. Um, and we're seeing a lot more of adrenal fatigue. Um, so a, a lot of those vitamins, and like I said, even eating things like sugar, um, you know, magnesium is something that we need to kind of help us, um, you know, relax and, and increase energy levels as well. So for every gram of sugar that you eat, your body uses 54 grams of magnesium. So think about how much sugar an average kid is eating. So, what we what ideally you'd want to do is is do a little bit prep ahead of time. Maybe get some protein packets that you can travel with um, and get some of those and even bring with you. I mean, I travel a lot for work and I am always thinking ahead of what I can bring. Mm -hmm. So maybe when you land, you could get some oatmeal um, that you maybe brought with you or even, uh, you know, usually at the, at the hotel counter downstairs, they might have something like that. And you can mix together some oatmeal and protein powder and mix that up and pop mm -hmm. that in the microwave. Um, because you want to do something to stabilize those blood sugar levels because any time that our blood sugar is going up and down and up and down from, uh, you know, maybe we make a, a poor food choice because we're tired. And when we are tired, our bodies naturally crave sugars because that's the quickest way to increase our, our blood glucose levels. But what that does is that actually kind of sucker punches our adrenal glands and makes us more tired. And then your body will actually excrete, like I said, some of those B vitamins and some of those vitamin C levels. So, um, you know, the nighttime before, I would suggest trying to get some, some good protein in there and, and some good, uh, you know, whole grain kind of carbs. So whether, mm -hmm. like I said, that's, you know, a piece of fruit with um, either some maybe some nut butter. They make a lot of these traveling nut butter packets you can bring with you now or, you know, a handful of almonds or um, you know, even something like dark chocolate, there's a, lot, there's a lot of magnesium in there as well. And then the morning of, definitely, um, you know, again, if you can try and eat whole real foods. I always tell my clients you should be able to identify where it came from or at least list the ingredients in it. So, you know, something like um, an apple or something like a banana, the ingredients in that are apple and banana. Um, a lot of hotels, you know, do have some kind of breakfast um, where you can get hard-boiled eggs maybe. You can eat some oatmeal. Um, try and stay away from things that are, you know, too high in sugar. And then if you're, if you're able to have supplements with you when you travel, which I definitely suggest because that's a, a real big stressor on the body, um, as far as um, support goes for your adrenal glands, um, ashwagandha is one of my favorite adaptogen herbs, meaning that it helps your body adapt to stressors, um, and something like maca root and even a B-complex, because those are all things that your body will deplete over time when okay. you are stressed, especially traveling, not sleeping, um, and keeping those energy levels up. That's great. So, so Brianna, um, you, you mentioned adrenal glands about three times already, and I'm sure people out there like adrenal glands. That sounds like, <laughs> well, obviously the root, were, I mean, the root adrenal, you're talking adrenaline. And in, in, in for, for performance, we know that adrenaline and performance is the reason why, you know, an athlete can get into the zone faster or, or slower or not get into the zone at all and be able to make those great plays or, or really rise to the occasion in a, in a, in a specific uh, 
time in a game or in performance or in a match or whatever it is. So what what is the role of the adrenal glands in performance? How does that work with the brain and with, how does that chemical work? And then what foods can we can we eat and how can we prepare to, allow, to, to have our adrenaline glands or our adrenal glands be able to provide us that energy that we need to, to, to get into that zone? Yeah, so your adrenal glands are actually these two small glands, um, ad meaning on top and renal, they sit on top of your kidneys, Mm -hmm. uh, and they produce about 60 different hormones in the body. They're mostly known for dealing with our stress hormone cortisol, but they also produce um, all of our sex hormones, so, you know, testosterone and estrogen, um, DHEA, which is also um, kind of like our energizing hormone. Uh, It's the mother of of all hormones that DHEA alone goes on to produce uh, other hormones in the body. So um, as, again, we get, you know, stress, whether it's from not sleeping or eating a poor diet or overtraining, um, under-resting, all these things, what happens over time is our adrenal glands will pump out more and more of these hormones. um, And if we're not giving our body enough of those building blocks to kind of, you know, rebalance those those, uh, stress levels, the adrenal glands get super tired and eventually they stop producing those hormones and we eventually get something called adrenal fatigue, um, which we're seeing a lot more of these days. So things that we want to avoid as far as adrenal fatigue goes and things that, like I said, are really bad for the adrenals are foods that are pro-inflammatory, especially things like high sugar foods. Again, because anytime that we have inflammation in the body, which is your body's natural defense against stressors, so bad food, even having a food insensitivity to something. So maybe you're eating a food that is perceived as healthy uh, for one person, like eggs. A lot of people are actually have a lot of allergies to eggs. If your body's eating that and it can't actually break down the nutrients, uh, your body kind of goes into panic mode and says, I, I need to break this down, and your body will release a lot of those stress hormones which ultimately tax the adrenal glands. So figuring out uh, even what foods work for you and your biochemical individuality, um, you know, making sure that within two hours of eating something that your stomach's not really bloated and that you still have high energy levels, that you're not craving certain things. Cravings Mm -hmm. a lot of the times are a sign that we are deficient in certain nutrients or we have an allergy to something. Um, So definitely, again, it sounds really simple and it kind of is, but Eating whole real foods, um, dark leafy greens are really important um, because they contain something called folate, which is a B vitamin that a lot of us are not getting enough of, and a lot of us actually, um, we can't convert, if we're taking synthetic folic acid, can't convert it into the active form. So um, dark leafy greens, if you can get fattier meats actually as well, like um, if you're eating chicken, let's say like rotisserie chicken, like the darker pieces of that, uh, eating whole eggs, eating, you know, we're seeing this this rise of uh, butter is back, and that's great, but you certainly don't need to be putting it in your coffee. Um, but things like grass-fed butter, olive oil, things that are going to stabilize those uh, those blood sugar levels in the body, um, and things that aren't going to aren't going to cause inflammation. So definitely avoiding fake fats like trans fats and hydrogenated oils. Um, staying away from sugars, refined sugars, especially fructose. Fructose is um, 100% metabolized by the liver, which is a lot more problematic for the body. It can't use it the same way that it can use um, glucose. And even staying away from things like low-fat products. So I always tell people if they're taking the fat out, they're usually adding something back in, which is usually sugar and um, sometimes like artificial colors and 
things that are just not found in nature. Um, and I know there's a big debate with um, athletes and this chocolate milk theory, but I always tell people, when you can find me a low-fat cow out in the field, let me know, and I will say that low-fat milk is cool to drink, right? We want to make sure that <laughs> we're trusting nature more than we're trusting chemists. Um, right. So that's kind of, you know, whole, whole real foods, dark leafy greens, good, good fats that are going to stabilize the blood sugar levels and definitely – I would say it's best to avoid any sort of added sugars and refined sugars. Um, and anything that's, you know, like I said, if, if you were stuck in the woods and you were given like a fire and a gun, if you really, if you couldn't make it yourself, right? Like, so if you had a, a bowl of cereal, chances are you wouldn't be able to fend for yourself with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know it sounds simplistic, but again, kind of whole real food. Okay, great. So hydration. Um, I think hydration and fatigue kind of make kind of may go hand in hand, but um, most people, you know, I hear coaches telling the kids, hey, stop, make sure you hydrate. Okay, well, it's the day of the game. <laughs> it, it is, right. is hydration. Talk, talk to me about hydration and hydration and the timing of hydration in terms of like, okay, night before, two days before, or rather than day of, and, and, and this Gatorade thing. I mean, I mean you know, there's, a, there's yeah. this question of, okay, Mom, get me a purple Gatorade. I need a thousand Gatorades. I mean, what? Talk, talk to us, please. Uh, enlighten us. Oh, yeah. No. So <laughs> hydration too is one of those things that I'm sure you've heard before. Like, you know, if you're already thirsty, it's probably too late, and you're ready to be hydrated. Yeah. Um, ideally, we never want to be kind of playing catch up with anything as far as it comes to our health. Like, oh, I didn't drink water for you know, a couple of hours, so I'm going to overload my body now. And that's kind of like this American way as we think like, oh, well, I messed up here, so I'll just overdo it on, on this side. And that's really not not too great for our body. So mm-hmm. ideally we want to be, you know, drinking at minimum at least half our body weight in uh, – half, half our body weight in ounces of water per day. For athletes, it's going to be a lot more than that because they are sweating out um, – a lot of the water. And what I always tell people is your sweat is not made up of sugar. Your sweat is made up of electrolytes. Partic- the most abundant, the two most abundant um, are going to be sodium and potassium. So we want to be able to put back into the body what we lost. So actually what's really great, and I used to, do, I used to work with a lot of endurance athletes, um, would be things that have some of those naturally occurring electrolytes. So something like adding Himalayan sea salt to your water is really great, number one, for helping your adrenal glands um, and actually helping to pull acidity out of uh, the cells, which when we, uh, you know, are overtraining, our pH in our our body is changing when we become overacidic. And people think it's a lactic acid buildup, but it's actually um, we have excess hydrogen ions in the body, and that's kind of what, makes that burning sensation in our body. So adding some Himalayan sea salt to your water, uh, you know, the day before, even every day, I think is really great. And adding, um, if you can get lemon, uh, fresh lemon juice, or just even over the, you know, the kind that they make nowadays that it's already squeezed, adding lemon and Himalayan sea salt is really great to your water for helping to alkalize the body and kind of keep the liver and kidney uh, uh, functioning optimally. Um, And the day of the game as well, if you wanted to have a little bit higher of sugar, again, because you are burning through glucose, I would say pick a whole uh, whole fruit juice source. So something like if it's orange juice, you know, you can dilute your water with that um, with a little bit of whether, you know, if you turn the ingredients over, it should just say, organic oranges or it should just say organic cranberry um for, i really love tart cherry juice for athletes because it does have one of the highest um oxygen free radical c- capabilities as far as reducing that and reducing soreness there's, there's a lot of studies now that talk about tart cherry juice the night before um and even afterwards for reducing uh muscle soreness and improving right. it's, recovery it's like, it's like so an anti-inflammatory would, the dark cherry yeah, anti- yeah okay 
Totally. Yeah, they have something called proanthocyanides, which that's kind of the active compound that helps to sort of shut down some of those self-signaling pathways in the body. Um, so I would say mix that with your water um, the night before. And even if you can get some raw honey, um, that's like one of nature's most perfectly balanced foods, um, not refined because that's when a lot of the enzymes and the B vitamins and amino acids that are found in raw honey get stripped away. But if you can take some raw honey the day of the game as well, it's going to also be great for kind of helping to give your body some of those ener natural energy sources. So, um, but definitely don't, uh, don't avoid, you know, just so, trying to overload the day of a game. So what's the number one, hydration drink number one the best source of hydration i mean water it's you know your bodies are about 70 percent water water is involved in literally every single biochemical process in the body if you don't have enough of it um you are gonna you know you're gonna feel fatigued your what happens is your red blood cells will actually kind of become suffocated um and they can actually become sticky, and that's a problem because that means that a lot of the nutrients that we need to make us to have our, our blood vessels be vasodilated and increase energy levels and, again, improve recovery and all that, that's going to be down-regulated. So water is as, as easy as it can get. Um, I would say next, if you had to choose something that's a little bit more refined, I would say something like aloe vera water or coconut water. Mm -hmm. Again, just making sure that they're not adding too much um, of the sugars. Um, and then, you know, I would for sure try and avoid any of those sports drinks like uh, Gatorade and things like that just because they're adding so much sugar. Um, and a lot of the times it's, it's things like high fructose corn syrup, which, again, is going to be really hard on the liver. Got it. So, so what's the worst? So what, what would be the worst form of hydration? I mean, what, what, what drinks are, are, are athletes or are people in general drinking that are – that are not contributing to your hydration, but actually dehydrating you or contributing to your dehydration? Yeah, so um, definitely coffee is something that actually dehydrates us. Um, I know it gives us a little bit of an energy boost, but I'm actually really quite a spaz when I drink coffee for every cup of coffee I drink. I drink a cup of water um, mm -hmm. so I don't feel dehydrated. Um, and then, again, anything with a lot of sugar because that actually will, like I said, it, it actually it, it promotes inflammation in the body. So anytime that it's more inflamed, um, you know, those, those blood vessel pathways get a little bit uh, tighter. So those nutrients and the oxygen can't flow through our blood. So we want to reduce anything that has uh, too high of sugar. So any sort of, you know, straight sugary drinks or, uh, you know, like just straight up like fructose, you know, these base drinks are, are not going to be great. This is Transcending Sports. I'm Rob Cruz. Our guest, again, is Brianna DiOrio. She's the Director of Training and Education at Vitamin Laboratories, nutrition guru, and she's giving us some insight on athletes and what they eat and what they do eat. So, Brianna, I, I, you know, I, I, it's really crazy, and I, I guess I didn't realize it, how many athletes drink soda. Yeah, like, you'd be surprised. I mean, yeah, soda. I can't I'm, believe I'm, I forgot that as I'm, far as sports hydration. I know, like, so I'm like, <laughs> wait, you guys are getting soda? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you know, I because it actually it, it, it actually it boggles my mind still. Like when I see people drinking soda, because I feel like there's so much information now about it that and that, that's what I mean. It almost slipped my not my mind. It's like, no, people don't drink soda anymore, but people totally do drink soda still. Yeah, it's like amazing to me that an athlete would, would drink soda. Though. Okay, I guess I can understand retired athletes, coaches, regular people drinking soda. I can even see that. But when an athlete's like, "Yeah, I have a Dr Pepper," 
I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, and I tell people, too, it's like drinking soda. It's essentially like um, drinking alcohol without the buzz. Like, it, it's that bad for you as far as the way, like, again, your liver processes it because of the fructose in soda. Your body processes it, processes it the same way as it would alcohol, essentially. So it's just as damaging from the liver standpoint. And your liver is... You know, your liver contributes to over 500 different functions in the body. Like, it's a really important organ, um, and it can get really easily taxed, again, from, you know, if we're not eating really great and we are, like, you know, taking any sort of over-the-counter medications, antibiotics, um, you know, if we're not eating organic and all these kind of things uh, can all stress the liver. But, you know, sugar, something like drinking, you know, soda is it's crazy because you have – you're just – pouring toxins into your body and just adding inflammation into your body. And mm -hmm. it's literally nutritionally neutered. Like it's not offering you any benefits. And I'm always a really big proponent of, you know, whatever you're putting in your body, what can it help with? Like what other pathways does it, can it contribute to? Because your body is a system and ultimately, you know, works together. So if you're putting in something like sugar, there, there's literally no nutritional value. Like you, I can't have one positive thing to say about sugar and what it can do for your body. So if anything, it's actually just stripping your body of nutrients, like how we talked about before, like magnesium, which is your body's, you know, relaxation mineral, which contributes to over 300 different enzyme processes in the body. Uh, and about 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium. For athletes, it's really important because magnesium is really important for helping those muscles, you know, relax and for reducing any sort of those, those muscle spasms you might have. And mm -hmm for, you know, reducing muscle soreness. So to put something like sugar, like I said, in your body, for every gram of sugar, your body uses 54 grams of magnesium. That's just, like I said, just, you know, asking to have a, a sore arm or not recover or not be able to get back in the game, you know, the next day. You know, it's funny. I, I'm, I feel like people eat eat right or make better choices in how they, how they eat based on, what's motivating them. I think for some people, weight loss might be the motivation. Um, and obviously with younger athletes, because they're su they have such a higher metabolism, weight loss isn't going to be the reason why I eat, I eat healthy because I don't, I don't, I don't totally. see it. And then some people eat right just because maybe they have um, something that's like a genetic issue or, you know, they want to eat because they want to be able to, to, uh, to to get around or, or circumvent the, the whatever genetic issues they, they may have, and then the other, I think, for, but for the, some some of these young athletes, I think they I don't think they realize how bad eating affects how well they play or how well they perform. So for what for what happens is that would be my motivation as an athlete. Yeah, I want to eat I want to eat the right foods because I want to play well. I, I want to be consistent in how I perform, and because obviously. Weight loss isn't an issue for me. Maybe genetically, there's, there's no issues in terms of what, what I'm allergic to or what, if it's going to cause me any harm. Um, I think, but I think culturally, you know, when you go to the South, where there's a lot more a lot more fried foods, you know, culturally, if I'm if I'm living in an Italian household, culturally, maybe we're eating more pastas and we're eating more breads and we're eating more por more in portions, right? Then you go to Europe and like they they barely eat. You know what I'm saying? You see, see how it's like different. Totally, it's it's different culture. Yeah, no, like, and and yeah, ahead, to, and to each, it, it's also a problem too. Like you know, it obviously starts at home, and a lot of the times the mm -hmm. kids, when they're at home, it, you know, it is their parents' choices 
so when I work with younger athletes, I actually used to have their parents come to the sessions as well because people are kind of just confused. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And, you know, look at the athletes that they're endorsing that these kids look up to that are drinking Gatorade and they're drinking, you know, they're eating these crap, you know, bars and, you know, they're, they're just not they're, – they're idols. They think that that's what they're doing. So I really actually, like, respect Tom Brady for what he did. And, when you know, he came out and he was like, no, like, we do not support this, you know, the propaganda of, you know – this multi-million dollar sugar industry and I'm not going to drink this. I'm not going to put this in my body. So, you know, I think, um, I think it was Kobe Bryant who went paleo a couple years ago as well. So I think that we're seeing a little bit more of it now um, that the people are understanding to you set to your point that there's a difference between having aesthetic goals and looking a certain way and then actually having health and performance goals, which it's not even just, you know, feeling good in the game. It's also having, you know, do you want to play softball when you're in college? Do you want to potentially try and go on? Do you, you know, like how do you want to recover? Do you, you know, because nowadays everybody has a coach for this and that and everybody's going to all these clinics and the the level of, you know, I think pressure on kids has really increased. So I think something like diet is actually the the kids who get it and they want to have longevity in this sport and they want to have their bodies actually be able to perform over the long term are getting a little bit more in tune to that, which I think is really great. But Mm -hmm. it is hard because, like I said, you know, they're looking up to these people who are, you know, eating this this really bad stuff and they're endorsing it and they think, you know, well, they're drinking that or they're eating that, so I can eat that. But I I think that we're going to see over the next couple of years, hopefully – um, you know, more of this, this natural sector kind of taking over and people understanding that, you know, what you're putting into your body is more powerful than, you know, what's at the end of your fork and more powerful than anything you're going to be able to find in, in a supplement store or, you know, in, you know, any sort of quick fix thing that you're going to find. That's great. So um, how, how can people get into, I mean, I, you know, on your social media channels, I mean, Facebook, Twitter, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you're on Twitter, I know you're on Instagram, but um you have you you give us you give a lot of insight in, in what you you have your Brianna approved stuff and you have I think that's got a cool <laughs> like this is not Brianna yeah. approved but that is Brianna approved or and for what reasons and I think you know it's it's beneficial for you know people follow people like Kim Kardashian all the time on Instagram which has no real benefit for you you know what I'm saying but I think people like you should be followed because you're giving us something that can help us in our daily lives um in a, in an entertaining way at the same time in a creative real entertaining way so um how, how can we find you on social media for those who want to follow you yeah well firstly i appreciate that that's really kind of you to say um and yeah i mean that's something that i, I really pride myself on is that i think education i like to mend education and humor together i originally went to school to be a spanish teacher my mom was a history teacher for 34 years so education is kind of in my blood um and i think people ultimately want to be healthy, you know, like the supplement industry is like about a $36 billion industry. So I think people are just confused. So I like to drop knowledge and, and keep it real at the same time, again, being from Jersey. So yeah, they can find me on um, Instagram. I'm pretty boring. It's just my Instagram name is Brianna Diorio. And my website is BriannaDiorio.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on my website is also linked to my blog that I've had for about five years, which is uh, Salafiera, S-A-L-A-F-I-E-R-A.com, mm-hmm. um, where that's kind of where I, you know, drop knowledge and, and do these little these little posts and tidbits about, um, you know, nutrition and wellness and kind of I, uh, debunking some of these myths that are out there. I call it bro science. Being against bro science is something I'm kind of on this. That's my current crusade that I'm on. So, <laughs> yeah, just Brianna Diorio. Uh, my Facebook name is the same as well. So, yeah, feel free um to to give me a follow and yeah if you have any questions it's 
just my name at Brian, it's gmail.com. So I keep it pretty simple. Just my name, just me. All right, that's great. <laughs> that's great for your own personal branding anyway. You got to kind of do you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'd love to have you back, obviously. And, and, and if so, on a, you know, on a somewhat regular basis, because I, on a regular basis, because I really believe there's some value in, in what you're bringing. And, um, I'm, I'm all about helping, trying to help my athletes and my clients and people out there that are trying to, trying to get, get in the right, on the right path and in the right direction. And it's funny because you brought up Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant. And these are two, these are two athletes who, you know, Tom Brady is a guy who's like, he's, he's, he's an older player in the NFL. And he's 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 in his prime. And yeah, he, I think he, even Ray Ray Lewis for a while was talking about his diet and how much that's made a difference for like him. These guys are like in 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 in, NBA, in NFL dog years, like Tom Brady's like really like probably like sixty or seventy or eighty years old in, in NFL dog years, right? So, <laughs> but he's totally. still, he's no, still going sure. out there, and he's like, you can't beat this guy. And obviously, he's doing something. It's not just talent. Because no one's been in their prime this long and played at that level. And, and and he's favored to win it again next year. So it's like, there's something to this food thing. There's something to this fuel thing and it, for just maximizing your potential and performance and, and, and longevity, like you said. And, and I really want to dig deeper into this as, you know, as, as we go along. I, I, want to start, I want to start taking these, these, my clients on a journey where they're learning, you know, the the the, the nicks and the knacks and the, the basics first, and then changing their shopping habits. And you know, sometimes though, Brianna, what I'm finding is that eating becomes like a social thing. Oh yeah, so, for sure. So especially for teammates. So if if the whole team is gonna go to like Taco Bell, right, or not not even Taco Bell, let's just, whatever. If, if the whole team is going here to eat, but I'm quote unquote a healthy eater. What am I going to do? Say, no, I'm not going to go with you guys? Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's a lifestyle. That's what. That's definitely what's hard is, is making making those lifestyle changes. And I love how you said kind of getting back to the basics because I think that people think that it's just really complex. And, and of course, I mean, you know, it's, it is a science at the end of the day. And, and once you get more into your nutrition, there are a lot of these, these complex pathways and, and all this kind of stuff. But people need to just get back to the basics. And, and I think that that's something that I try and always focus on is kind of when people throw out these buzzwords like inflammation and gluten and whatever it is. And, and when you ask somebody or carbohydrates or fructose and you ask somebody, well, what, what actually is that? And people don't really even know. So it's literally just building it back down to keeping it simple and realizing, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman is one of my favorite practitioners and he always says, um, you know, food is information for yourself. And that, is, I think, is so powerful <laughs> if people understood that, that because it is, you know, it's, it's literally telling yourself what to do. It's either, you know, gonna it's going to either improve things and enhance things for you or it can deteriorate things for you. And it's a really powerful tool. And I think once kids start to understand that and make it a lifestyle and, you know, ask, being an athlete is a lifestyle regardless, right? Like the way that you carry yourself and the way that you dress and who you hang out with, like, you know, yeah. being a, an athlete, it, it is a lifestyle. And, you know, you can only spend so much time practicing and so much time in the gym. Those other hours during the day, you know, you need to be putting the right things in your body and being a good person and right. Like, uh, you know, doing those other things to balance your lifestyle. And I think just learning to make it more of a lifestyle is something that, you know, the, the younger athletes for sure, uh, you know, I think are maybe just confused about. And, and hopefully that's where the education component can come in and hopefully I can, you know, help contribute and debunk some myths and, and 
do some of those lifestyle pieces for keeping it real because it would be nice to live in a vacuum of, you know, I eat all of my meals at home and this is perfect and this is organic. And that's something, again, that I also try and keep it real because, you know, I'm a holistic nutritionist. Of course, that's what I strive for, but that's not what happens realistically. I travel 70% of the month going around, you know, the nation giving education lectures and seminars. I live in airports, I live in hotels. Um, so figuring out ways to say, okay, I'm out at this restaurant, what can I eat? Or I'm not going to have access to this kind of, you know, filtered water, what else can I drink? Or So definitely making it, you know, work for your lifestyle, I think is important. Absolutely. Well, again, I really, really appreciate you taking the time and coming on, on the podcast today on Transcending Sport. We definitely would like to have you back. Um, I'm so happy that you were able to do this. And, um, yes, I would love to be back. It's was, it was awesome, and I'm, I'm honored and grateful to be on your show, for sure. I appreciate that. So anything you want to say in closing, or you just want to, I'm going to wrap it up right here? Uh, no, just, I guess, you know, thanks for having me on the show, and, uh, you know, keep on fighting the good fight, you know, against for a science. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Brianna, and we will we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a good one. All right.